What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's me again, Sergeant B. You're listening to another Regenerated Podcast, Regenerating You Mind, Body, and Soul. Uh, it's been a while since my last episode, so um, thank you, one one thousand, for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Today's episode, I have three outstanding brothers getting ready to share their heart, share their thoughts and their time on the topic of race. Does color really matter? Right. So you guys sit back, relax and happy listening. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. We got you again. Yep. I'm here. Brother, how you been, man? man? I've been good, bro. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Brother Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, bro. Loud and clear, bro. So today's uh, topic is pretty much called, pretty much called blurred lines, colorblind, right? Um, y'all got that message the other day. Y'all got that message. I think it was yesterday, and um, I told you the story about the guy at the US USO with uh, me and my wife was trying to handle household goods, and uh, this guy he came up and walked. I mean, from jump, as soon as we got to the building, man, like, you can just catch his vibe. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of feel the, the the energy off this dude. And it was a, uh, I mean, to call a spade a spade, the guy, the guy was racist. He didn't, he didn't do that to any other patron inside the USO. And so uh, I kind of felt some type of way. I'm not going to lie to you. I really did. Um, I kind of feel like we have made we we each of us have made like different steps in our own personal lives and our own personal walks. Um, so I before we get really into it, I want each one of you all to like introduce yourself, tell a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm gonna call you out uh, name by name, and we'll go from there. That sound that sound good. Sound Sounds good. good. All right, Eric. Yep. Tell a little bit about yourself, bro. Uh, shit, man. They call me Eric. Sometimes Big Mo. Currently <laughs> seven years in the United States Army. Married with three kids. And uh, I'm, I'm just living life, man, on a day-to-day basis. Okay, okay. You a cook too, ain't you? I used to be a chef prior to me enlisting in the army. I enlisted back in 2014. Dang! So you just hit seven years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Big Mo. Um, I, that sounds weird coming out my mouth calling you that. Let me just call you. I, that. I mean, Is that cool? I don't. I'm. We. I ain't at work. You, my guy. I'm gonna call you Eric. <laughs> Okay, cable <laughs> All right, man. Hey, so we got uh, Conley. What's going on, Al? Hey, how y'all doing? Um, doing all right. Good, it's good to hear from y'all. It's been a minute. Um, a little bit about myself. My name is Albert Conley. I'm from Elkhart, Indiana, originally. I currently serve the United States Army as well. I've been in for almost 12 years. Uh, married. I have four kids, two grandkids, 
They keep me on my toes, keep me pretty big. I see. Boy, and you and you on your way to a softball game tomorrow, ain't you? Correct. Yes. My youngest daughter uh, has her very first ever softball tournament tomorrow. So we're all kind of excited to see it and see how it goes. Okay. Okay. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. Well, it's good. And I appreciate you um, for, for being on and, man, just giving up your time just to, man, just be on the show and, you know, just conversating on some things. Same as you, uh, Eric. And uh, Eric, not Eric, Kenny. What's going on? Uh, what's going Kenny? on, man? I'm Kenny. Uh, that's short for Kenneth. You know, uh, a lot of people get me mixed up. They want to call me my last name because it's a first name, Anthony. Uh, I'm from Tennessee. Uh, I'm in the military. I've been in the military for a little over 30, 13 years total. You know, I did prior service in the uh, National Guard uh, Reserves. Uh, married with three kids. I'm also Amen. a preacher. Uh, I'm a former boxer and former boxing coach as well. Okay, okay. Man, look, so ladies and gentlemen, we have like uh we have a a wide variety of different lifestyles on the podcast. And um not only are these guys in the military, these are these guys are my brothers from uh Sprig of Acacia Lodge number ninety-three, uh Grand Lodge. Uh, most worshipful Prince Hall Grand Lodge of Washington, and so we we all met. Uh, we're all in the military, but we all met on the square, and so that was that was definitely something to to be uh, excited about, man. So appreciate y'all definitely. So, brother Anthony, I I, I want you to start this off, man, because this is really y'all just kind of really just. Spin y'all thoughts. I'm just a facilitator, man. So, along with, along with that topic I just gave you, like, what do you think about it? Well, like, what's your thoughts on that, man? You know, my my thoughts. You know, it takes me back to where I'm from. You know, I said uh-huh. I'm from Tennessee, and Tennessee is a a long state if you stretch it across. And being from certain parts of Tennessee, you're gonna experience a total different walk in life than maybe the other sides of Tennessee. Now, I grew up in right. West Tennessee, and I've had a lot of experiences, you know, some, a lot of them similar to what you you just experienced, you know, you and your wife. You know, just, just the topic itself, the headline, colorblind. You know, we all can be colorblind by the ways we come up, you know, where we come up from. And I'm not too colorblind to certain certain things in life, you know, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, believing that somebody may be racist. You know, it's probably right. easier for me to target somebody of that background than somebody maybe from the Northeast or, you know, somebody from the North or somebody from the West Coast. You know, um, you know just, just my experience, just... Um, over a month ago, I just lost my um, boxing coach. Right. Uh, and I know he, he was a guy who I looked up to deeply, not just as a coach, but being a young black kid growing up in a rough neighborhood, what we call the projects or the bricks, mm-hmm. um, you didn't have much to look forward to. 
you really can afford to participate in the school sports. You know, hey, I can I can be a basketball player trying to pay two hundred dollars for a pair of shoes or a uniform that I had to return. Uh, boxing <laughs> was my only option. Right. So I joined that team, and I instantly fell under the wings of my boxing coach, who was an old white man. Old white okay. man who coached a team full of black kids. And I say black kids because through the years, we actually had boys and girls a part of our team. But right. the majority of us, 95% of us were black kids. Um, Like I said, he just passed a little over a month ago. And I read a news article a couple of weeks ago that, you know, mentioned him. And they mentioned that they did an interview with him and somebody, which I'm assuming another white guy, approached him and told him that he would not be able to coach a bunch of black kids. Mm-hmm. And I can say that he was completely colorblind. My coach was colorblind, and I say this because he didn't see the color of our skin. He never mentioned right. the color of our skin. He never showed it. This was a guy who took us to the wing. He was a father figure to myself who didn't have my father in my life. My father was in and out of prison. You know, my mom was in a lot of abusive relationships. So there was no other man that I looked up to like a father. There was nobody else to teach me the things other than being taught in school. You know, reading that newspaper article, you know, made me look at like, man, we have some negative mind people in this world. We have some ill people in this world, especially here in America. You know, a lot of people are just seeing what's going on on TV now. But when you experience these things, you know how to target. And, you know, depends on how much you experience. That's going to depend on how blind you are to it. And, you know, me, Mm. me just going somewhere and it's just basic racism or, you know, any type of discrimination. I probably look at it. Okay, you're just another one of those people and move on. But somebody who haven't experienced that a lot in their life, that's going to touch them a lot and it could hurt them. And when we hurt one another, we don't know where we're going to lead to. We don't know where we're going to lead that person to that we hurt. Right. And I feel like it's a like a a snowball effect. Right. Um, Brother, brother Al. So like. Speak, speak from, speak from a little bit your perspective on on this subject because um, when we met, um, we met in Korea. When me and you met um, through through actually the lodge, yeah. and um, talk talk to me about some of your experiences, um, just far as you know racism and everything like that. Like, what's your thoughts on it? Because I feel like you don't. You're you're an individual that doesn't see color. I mean, you 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 and your family. You you know my family. Um, we've talked numerous of times on the phone with each other, and so it's been no 
color has really been no issue, you know. Sure. Uh, so, uh, kind of like uh, Brother Anthony saying, uh, I fully agree. It depends on how much you're exposed to to racism. Um, because where where I where I was I grew up in Northern Indiana, uh, halfway in between Detroit and Chicago. Uh, I grew up in a, uh, a mixing pot of all cultures, right? And I say all cultures and not all races because uh, the way that I was brought up uh, was there was one race and that's the human race. And within that race, there's people from different various parts of the world who are uh, within a, they, they have a different culture. So that's why they, they have certain types of foods and clothes and stuff like that that they wear. But um, so growing up, I honestly... I didn't really experience a lot of racism or see a lot of racism uh, growing up until I moved. I joined the army and I moved to, to North Carolina. I moved to the South and that, mm-hmm. that that's when I really seen and experienced it. And I knew, wow, racism really is alive and well uh, in, in the United States of America, sad to say. Um, I, I think that race, right. When they label us personally, I believe that, uh, the powers that be, right? Ever since the beginning of time, like there's been people who've who've sought power and sought control of people or land mm-hmm. or money or anything. And the way to control is to divide, and to divide you conquer, right? So I, I, right. I believe that since the beginning of time, they've they've always labeled people and then kind of elevated one one side and try to try to put the other side down just for power, power purposes, right? Right. Um, so that's a little bit kind of how my, my thought process goes. But back to back to my story of when I joined the military, uh, I moved my family from, they were living in Michigan at the time, uh, to Kalamazoo, or from Kalamazoo to North Carolina. And uh, so we, during that move, some of our property had been damaged. Right. So my mm-hmm. wife filed a claim with the moving company and their supervisor showed up to the house and he was looking at the damage and inspecting everything. And and he asked, he's like, so what did the movers look like? He's like, were they black? I was like, what? I mean, my wife kind of looked at each other like, what? Like, what? What does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. And he's like, you know, don't worry. I'm going to take care of that and this and that. And he like cut us a little check for our property and kind of started to go off on a tangent, mm. like just being racist. My wife and I kind of looked at each other like, sir, we're, you know, we got a lot of stuff to do. Could you just, you know, right. could, you, could you just let us unpack and, you know, please leave. You know what I mean? Like we were, we were both kind of in disbelief. Like what just happened? We're like, what in the world was Man, that? Like you, you brought up a real good point, right? Um, you said there's only one. Well, you said we didn't see color. We didn't see different races. We saw one race and that's the human race. And out of, out of, out of your little, um, I guess explanation on, you know, your background that kind of stuck out to me. Um, there's only one human race, you know, um, another thing that you talked about, you talked about a melting pot. I just kind of feel like each one of these things that all three of us is, have been through, you know, as, as brother Kenny was talking about, you know, him and his boxing coach and 
and you talking about, you know, moving your family to the South and just kind of getting that experience and getting that perspective, it, it allows us, it allows us one to, to see, it allows us to see a lot of things. It allows us to, you know, make up, make up some things up on our own mind and be like, okay, I get it now. And so I definitely agree with you wholeheartedly that there's only one race, you know? Um, And I feel like we just need to, as people, we just kind of just need to be able to understand that we all bleed red. You know what I'm saying? Like we all bleed red. So don't, don't burn those bridges. If you understand what I'm saying. Um, Now, if you, if you have pride in your, in your culture and you have pride in your family, I'm I'm a hundred percent down with that. Like, but at the same time, sure. if somebody doesn't, you know, practice or do the same things that your your people do, your people do, don't go on the tangent and say they're wrong. You know, everybody has different things to bring them to the way to the way they are now. And so because we're all one human race and we I feel like we all trying to get it, get it in together, you know. That's it. That's it. You know. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I believe that. I believe that uh, we have we have more in common than we than we have uh, un, in uncommon uncommon ground. You know what I mean? Like, it, and I've I really seen that when I joined the military, and especially when uh, when I, when I became a member, and, uh, a brother, and uh, I was raised as Brig. Like, I met people from all over who I probably would have never right. met. Like otherwise and i realized i had more in common with with people than i had right. uncommon with people you know what i mean right and and here's the thing and uh and i'm I, and i know both of you have uh made some combat deployments and um um just my quick spiel on that and then again you can take the take the reins on it um what kind of made me open my eyes just a little bit when i went to iraq right the media blows things out of proportion a lot of times right uh you know if you see if you see somebody that's from iran or iraq you really honestly you really don't know where they're from you just know what some what the media has i guess put that person to look like right um let's say somebody that looks like they're from iraq right the the people go the people went crazy Oh my God, he's gonna blow up, you know, the crazy shit. <laughs> You've heard those stories. And one and another thing that opened my eyes when I went to Iraq, I saw uh a native born uh man from Iraq. And check this out, y'all. Like he looked like a white man. And a few days later, I saw another native born Iraqi. He looked like a black man. And I was like, the hell? <laughs> and I couldn't, I couldn't really like, I, I mean, I could put one and one together. Like, okay, it's more than what the media tells us. You know what I'm saying? It's more than what uh, people show us. But it's not until you experience those things for yourself to where you have a broader perspective. And that kind of, that kind of blew my mind. I'm like, there really is no, no color barriers. You know what I'm saying? Is if I could take a native born from that country and he looks like 
another black man from America, or I could take that same man with the same blood. They could be his brother, right? Or his sister that look like a white man. Like, that should tell you something. That should tell you that, like, it's just, we just need to get over the fact that these learned patterns that some of us have learned, we need to do away with them. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm really glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because they are learned patterns. They most of most of the the, the issue and the problems within the human race is we are taught a certain thing. Some of us are taught right, and some of us are right. taught wrong. You're right, and it is not the things that we taught not necessarily the right thing. And um, Kenny, chime in, bro. What, what what's your thoughts? You on Kenny? I guess we'll catch him in a minute. <laughs> um, what was I saying, Al? Uh, so you were talking about uh, just the learned behaviors. Right, right, right. So we got the learned behaviors, and um, we we learn these things off of just because, man, my, my daddy was this way, so I'm this way. But my mama acted this way, so I got to be this way. And the hard part, I can't speak for anybody else, but like, I just kind of say like unlearning some of those patterns that that was wrong, you know, truth be told, it's hard to unlearn it, but it can, it can happen. It's going to suck, you know, growth always is is something that's, you have to go through and it's going to be uncomfortable, but us as a people, man, we, we have to, I guess, quote unquote, get over this color barrier, man. Some people are just gonna be stuck in their ways though. Yeah. To be told. <laughs> yeah. Can you hear me? You know. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Back on. So so ch- chime in, bro. I missed you. Okay, right. Hopefully I, I don't get disconnected. Uh, this this service is bad. I'm used to ATT and coming here is horrible. Like look, um it's all good, bro. Yeah. And some people it's gonna take time. Some people, you know, they right. they immediately, oh, this ain't right. I can't treat somebody in a way because it's something I've been taught. You know, I, I can say, you know, growing up, that young black kid, we was taught that pretty much almost like every other white person around us was racist and we shouldn't deal with it. But as a kid, I took it amongst myself and like, I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to think like that because I know there are some good people in this world. No, just like I'm being taught that, hey, most of these people over here are this way. Somebody else is thinking just like I'm thinking. And go back to, you know, deployments. You know, I had my experience in Iraq. I had my experience in Kuwait. Kuwait was one of my most social experiences with people but different cultures. And that brightened my right. understanding to, you know, hey, the Bible tells us that we all are brothers, pretty much. It don't label us nothing but brothers. Hey, right. treat your brother right. You know, your brother treats you right. In, in Kuwait... I hung out in this little jewelry shop 
And in this jewelry shop, you know, it was always myself. It was a young black kid from America. There was a Philippine, a Philippine mm-hmm. lady that worked in there. There was a Indian guy from India that worked in there. And there was a guy from Kuwait that worked in there. You got four people from four different backgrounds. We all drew a connection from each other. And that what brightened my understanding to that. Like, hey, we all the same. We just look different. We all got the same intentions in life. We just look different. We right. we have allowed you know to ourselves to be taught that because you look a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to think a certain way, you have to be a certain way, which is completely wrong. Because if we reach back to the foundations, which we as brothers, the Holy Bible, we know that God teaches us that we can't love God if we don't love our brothers. And he don't say, love your white brother, love your black brother, love your tan brother. You know, it don't say that. It just says your brother. Right. And when I, when I, um, when I was in Korea, you know, it was the same thing. You know, my first time connecting with a large group of Korean people. You know, we were people who looked different, but we wanted the same things in life. Some people were taught to be negative and they pulled away from it. You know, I had close friends that, you know, once broke down to me and told me that, hey, my family is racist and that's what they taught me to be. But I can't be that way. How can I be that way to somebody like you, somebody who is caring and loving like my own should. If my own is going to teach me to hate other people, that's not showing me that you care for me and that you love me. Because if I create an enemy, then I'm creating somebody that's going to attack me. So we have to to Mm -hmm. teach our children to love everybody and that everybody ain't going to love you. But teaching them to love everybody will push them away from having so many enemies versus teaching them right. to, hey, you should hate certain groups of people. I feel that. Uh, Brother Al, um, you want to go ahead and chime in on that, man? Your thoughts on that? Like, yeah. I, I completely agree. I feel that, too. Uh, and I, I'm sure we've all heard it before. Uh, hate, hate don't drive out. Hate right. only love can do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've all heard that before. That's real. That is real. Um, and I, I always, you know, I, personally, I was always raised to I was raised to treat people accordingly. Right. You know what I mean? Treat everybody fairly the same. But ma- I match energy. Right. So. I don't, it doesn't matter who you are or what you look like. If you treat me some type of way, I'm going to probably match that energy. And that's real. I won't probably be mean and nasty, but I'll probably just completely right. cut you right. out. You know what I mean? Re- regardless of who you are or what you look like. That, right. that means nothing. So, I, uh, January 18th, right? I'm going to uh, share this with you all and share this to the listeners. 
uh, January 1821, right? Uh, so I did a little little entry and, you know, just kind of thinking over some stuff. And here, here's the thing that I put. Um, what, it said, what should I say? Who or what taught us to hate? We say we don't, but skin, background, sex, religion, preference, job, house, money, and all the other bullshit we deem important can no longer be an excuse of why we don't love each other. And like when I wrote that, um, I just kind of seen, you know, we've seen the movements with with the the Black Lives Matter movement. We've seen, you know, the political movements with the president. We've seen a lot in where where it's a lot of tension between people. And for me, um, it doesn't matter. Well, like you say, um, you said something really important, Al. You said, I'm a match your energy. Um, sometimes for for Marcus, that that that's a that's a hard thing to do, man. Yeah, I'm, I ain't going to sit in front of you. That's a hard thing to do. But at some point, um, the things that we deem important, right, What are, what's important right now, right? What's our priorities? Is, is it taking care of, you know, our family, making sure we, quote, unquote, do the work for ourselves, do some soul searching, uh, get closer to God, um, working out those things that's important to us so we can be able to better love each other. Because if, if it don't start with self first, you know, ain't no way, ain't no possible way for, for us to come back and say, Hey bro, I got you. Hey bro, I love you. You know what I'm saying? If, if it don't start with us, you know, and another important thing is self love, right? Um, I can't speak for everybody. I won't speak for everybody, but I can only speak for myself and then you two brothers can chime in. Um, Self-love is the best love, right? And me personally, I think that because we don't have enough self-love for ourselves, we just kind of act as pawns. Like, okay, we're just going to go with any kind of movement that goes on just because it was what we were taught. And so I'm going to run with it. But we don't really sit down and be like, you know what? How about I love on myself? Because I see God in everybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what's y'all thoughts on that? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely chime in. Um, I believe that you're right. You know, self-love is very important, right? How could you truly love anything or anyone else if you don't take care of yourself first and love right. yourself first? You know what I mean? Because that is ultimately where all your actions, reactions come from within. So um, it could be it could be unhealthy spiritually and emotionally. Uh, everything if you don't if you don't have that self love, and that could that could it then in turn lead to negative energy. I guess you know what I mean. And then you then start spewing negative energy. If you are truly unhappy. Okay, I I can chime in too. Yeah, what you got? When when I'm around people, you know, I I expect something. You know, I expect people to be as close as they can to me. 
or, you know, showing themselves better than me. And in order for me to receive that, I have to make sure I am taking care of myself the right way. I got to make sure that Hello? I'm coming correct as I expect correct. Can you hear me? You know, yeah, we can hear you, bro. Oh, okay. My fault. But yeah, um, you know, anytime we expect something, we got to meet that same expectation. And if you expect great, then you got to present yourself as great. If you expect good, you got to present yourself as good. You know, if you expect love, you got to present yourself with love. You know, you can't you can get love out of somebody, no matter if it's, you know, a friendship, a relationship or whatever. If you coming at it with hate. You know, right. you can't get respect out right. of people if you come in with disrespect. So each morning, each morning we wake up. I'm sure we all do this. We the first thing we do, we wake up, we go to the bathroom, and we look in the mirror. We're gonna look in that mirror either oh, before we start doing whatever or after we start doing whatever. We're gonna look in the mirror, and that mirror is there so that we can see our issues to fix ourselves. And once we fix ourselves, we know we're ready to go on our way. But if we don't fix ourselves correctly, then people are not going to want to be around us. You know, if I got eye boogers in my eyes, or, you know, got slob on my jaws, ain't nobody going to want to, you know, be close to me. <laughs> so I have to make sure I'm coming correct. Right. If I expect that. <clears throat> I feel. Hello? I feel that. I feel that. So, um, Morris, can you hear me, Eric? Eric, can you hear me? Hello? All right. I think you got some technical difficulties, man. I think he did. All right. So... I think I, I think he I think he uh left the building again, but um definitely I, I understand what you're saying. Um, that's one of those things to where like you just really have to I don't know just be 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 a hundred and be be honest. And sometimes that that can be hard, you know. But I was listening to a song today. I was like. And the song said, no matter how many times that you fall, the only thing that matters is like getting back up. So um, we can we can drop the ball like a thousand times. Right. Mm -hmm. And the I guess the thing of just being able to grow out of those learned patterns and just moving forward with it, just just having that mindset to be like, all right. It suck. Yeah. I really don't feel like going through it, but let me get up. Let me get up. And that that sometimes can be the hardest thing, but we've got to get back up. If if we're gonna have any type of progress or any type of change in our lives and our and our ways of thinking, like we have to get up. You know, like we, 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 we can't sit and accountability is key, you know. Um 
not just for like, okay, we host, like if somebody wants to hold me accountable, like I can't expect them to hold me accountable. At first, I don't hold myself accountable. You understand what I'm saying? And so um, we have to get past those those blurred lines, you know. Hey, Brother Marcus. And, and it's just what it is. Hey, so, you know, I, I think uh, a lot of things that you guys are bringing up is uh, the past. You know, a lot of uh, personnel, people that, you know, were raised and taught to be racist and stuff like that, they're just stuck in the past and they're still here. I think the way that the world is moving now is more of a uh, <clears throat> understanding. And there's, there's some racist racism still out there. You know, without a doubt, but a lot of the yeah. old personnel, whether they taught their kids or not, you know, the world is changing a lot to accept all kinds of uh, nationalities and, you know, whatever you believe in. If you want to believe you're a fairy, the world thinks you're a fairy. <clears throat> you know, uh, I experienced mm-hmm. racism uh, back in 2005, first time ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is when I met my son's mother, uh, my firstborn son. And because I'm from New York, so New York is a, a melting pot. And uh, when I moved down to close to Delaware, um, is where I really experienced, you know, uh, similar KKK personnel and racism. But it wasn't until. Mm-hmm. What changed them from being racist is when we had our son and they held uh, our son for the first time. And and man, her her mom and the grandfather and everybody else just changed their opinion on colorism. And they protected that baby as if it was white or whatever they believed that it was at the time. Uh, And to this day, you know, so it, it takes a major impact on an individual to change their perspective and their view on, on what they believe. <clears throat> right. So, so, so let me, let me ask you something, Eric. So knowing what you know now, right. Um, what are some things that, and I'm going to ask this to each one of y'all and then I'm going to answer myself. So, what are some things uh, that you're doing or making making uh, efforts to to you know not get your kids caught up in the matrix? I guess <clears throat> caught up in that 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 view of thinking for you because every everybody everybody is different. But for you and <clears throat> what values do you do you want your? I mean, that's kind of like uh, kind of hard because um, just about uh, all my all three of my kids are biracial. So uh, they get best of both worlds when it comes to, you know, whether they're Italian, uh, uh, Italian, Irish, and I want to say like Jamaican and Portuguese. <clears throat> but um, mm-hmm. I, I don't teach them any wrong unless somebody, you know, physically putting their harm on them. And I, and I think the way the world is going right now, um, I, I don't really know how to answer that question, really. 
Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That, that was your answer. We we're we're run with that. Um what I got from it is that um that you're gonna you're gonna teach them. And and, that, and that's the whole point. Yeah, I, I don't really see teach. colorism no. in anybody. You know, I, I love see. Albert. You know, I, I love I love everybody. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what race or you know right. what you come with, as long as you respect me. Same thing with Albert was saying, I respect you. You know, everybody has their t- personal views on how things should be ran and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But as long as you respect me, then I, I respect you as well. All right. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Um, Kenny, what about you? What are some, what are some things that uh, you want to, uh, you know, uh, the, things, your, the things I want to give back to on the uh, it's the way that I overcame you know, racism and not being that way is being taught the history and being taught why. Because yeah, our kids are going to grow up to a point where they're going to start asking questions. Why did this person do that? Or why did that person do this? We have to have the proper answer. If we don't have the proper answer, then they're not going to go in the proper ways. Uh, my wife told me um, early today that the other day, or maybe yesterday, my daughter, who's six years old, came home from school and asked her, why did Rosa Parks stay seated? And my wife told me that she replied with, mm-hmm. she stayed seated so that we can be seated where we want to be seated. And when the history mm-hmm. is taught in that way and why, you know, we get a better understanding. You know, especially why, you know, people who stood up to try to end racism did what they did, you know, without being violent. Because now I I have a teenager, too, you know, who's 16. You know, they're seeing what's on on the media. They see, you know, the different riots and different stuff. And then after the riots, all you hear is, hey, Black Lives Matter this, Black Lives Matter that. But a lot of these the younger children don't know a lot of in-depth history. You know, they don't know why people protest, you know, in the earlier years. You know, it wasn't to cause violence or anything. Not that, you know, people are protesting now to cause violence. You know, people just want to see things the right way. And we have to teach our children first love. That's the first thing we teach them. You learn love at home. And once they they learn that love at home, we have to also teach them to love other people, even when people do them wrong. You can love a person and still push away from them. No, that don't mean that you have to get on a level. And that's teaching them the why. You know, why did that person do this in history? So you wouldn't have to. So you can just turn your back and walk the other way. But sometimes turning your back the other way gets okay. you shot. I respect that. But it's that's true. I I, I wanna I wanna get back to that 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 uh that thought. Let me hear from uh Al right fast. Because you bring up a hey, good I, I both both of these guys. I mean, hey, um, really everything that you gotta do. I mean, um, obviously, um. Teach love, like 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 Brother Kenny's saying. Teach love, teach love. All right, and honestly, 
Um, I don't teach my kids that they're any different than anybody. My, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't know I was a white kid till I was in school, and somebody told me I was a white kid. You know what I mean? I was just a kid. Wow. That that that's taught to you. You know what I mean? Like, so I just through through education, through love, right? If they have questions, and like Brother Kenny was saying, have the right answers. Right. Tell them tell them why why things are the way they are. I feel that. I feel that. Um, for me, um, I just want I just want my daughter just to you know, um, one love herself, and you know, so so search for herself, man. Figure out some things on her own, and I just want to be able to continue to foster that love. You know, uh, I think from what I'm hearing from each one of you guys is, is love. You know, um, so when she does. When she does go out into the world like that, you know, I already know that that she's gonna be G to G. She'll be good to go, and um, I just want to be able to keep fostering that for her, you know, that love. And um, back to Eric on what you said. You said something interesting. You said that's how you get shot in the back. Um, I I agree with you. Here here's here's what I mean. Um. I feel like when we don't establish our boundaries for our personal self, it's going to continue to hurt us. You know, it's going to continue to, you know, stress us out, get us down. And I think it's one of the important. like, okay, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm not having. You know what I'm saying? And so the moment we continue to allow um, different things to get on us and, and I can be the first one to, to say it, if we allow these things, to, you know, just to get us down, uh, like like Albert said, we match their energy. So if we giving off, you know, fucked up energy, mm -hmm. you know, we gonna get back, you know. And so I think that's important to like establish that. All right, here's what I'm not going for. Here's what I'm not gonna entertain. You know what I'm saying? And, because um, you, and, you know, and, honestly, it's a it's you a can day, you can love 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 all you want and be resilient as much as you want. But there's just people out there in the world that just want to make you react, make you uh, just, just they just want to bring what society thinks you are. You know what I mean? So, but you can love all mm -hmm. you want. You can come, hey, everybody, uh, peaceful protest. You know what I mean? Peacefully, you know, move, whatever the case may be. And, negative results still end up happening. So at some point, you know, you got to teach them, like, not to be, you know, to stay, like you said, stay in your ground. <clears throat> um, it's hard because, like, my oldest wow. son, like, man, you know, he, at certain times of the, the, the year, man, he, he is as light as he can be. He, he about as light as these walls at the, the dang housing. And at certain times of the time, he, he's dark skinned. Mm -hmm. So it, it's hard to teach him. Well, I mean, I teach him the right way, you know, to not to judge or anything like that. But, you know, even as a kid, he, he faced with racism because he's in a, a town where, you know, he's not here with me at the moment. But when I do get him back, he, he's faced with racism heavy, you know, and um, because his hair is different, mm -hmm. 
You know, he faces that. He faces that. So the kids tend to pick on him, and he feels like he's unworthy. And I feel like that America is going is mm-hmm. that social cell phones are raising our kids than we are. Because as a working parent, especially in the military, you home to raise and teach your kids because you have no control of your schedule. It's true. You know what I mean? So social media and, yeah. and TV and everything, what they say you should be and how you should think. And the TV and the phones are raising our children. It, it, it ain't like how mm. we're back in the day, probably when we were growing up, daddy worked and mom was home. And, you know, the teachers are firm. But now you get, you, you don't even have real teachers because they're there for a half online. And, and, and either you complete the work don't. And then you get an email that your kids didn't complete the work. So it, the, the world is changing dramatically uh, due to COVID and everything else that's going on. You know, how can we grasp how to hold this issue? You know, um, I think I think uh, it takes it really do take a village. You know what I'm saying? It takes more than just you, me, him, her, you know. It takes it takes everybody, you know. Um, that thing about the teachers, you know, um, I look at it like this. Um, is the education system um, some, do I think it could be better? Yes, of course I do. However, comma, um, I feel like everybody's just trying to, you know, live their life, you know? Everybody just trying to live their life the best way they can. Like, um, this may this may be going on a tangent, but I feel like it need to be said. And each one of you brothers again, chime in if if if, if, if it hits you a certain way. Like, um, when they got the when you got the teachers, right? Um, they trying to pay their rent too. You know, agree. Um, you know, um, it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of gray area in that, man. On you know stipulations that you know our government puts on the education system, and then you know we we still dealing with those I guess old 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 patterns, right? That we still have to combat at home. And you say, yeah, we in the military, but you're you're one hundred percent absolutely right. Um, we cannot control our schedule, you know. Um, and that's another thing that you know I just been just like honing on is everybody whether you black white purple gay rich poor right um is your own sovereignty your own freedom you know what i'm saying and so if we get to that point where like i i'm free for real for real i think everything will be set in motion and be balanced you know um that's just my thoughts on it and you know yeah i saw the picture one time to where you know for me i can't I can I can speak on this USO thing, you know, I because I, I, I felt that energy from that guy. Um, but coming up, I'm I'm not I'm I'm from Arkansas, you know, 
Little Rock. And so um, I can't really remember me having to deal with racism. Um, I think the neighborhood I was in, um, like Albert said, like nobody really told us we was black, white, you know, until they told us we was black or white. <laughs> you know, we, we we all played together. We all kicked it together in the neighborhood. We all went to the same school and like we grew up with each other and we played football together all the way from what um, we start playing Pop Wonder football, um, probably around mm-hmm. eight, nine, somewhere around there. Um, and we just kind of grew up together. Um, it wasn't until um, I got a little bit older, out of high school, and working working nonprofit sector with city year, and then the military and college, that I really just kind of saw, you know, racism. I didn't see it as a kid that much, but when I got to college, um, everybody kind of felt like I this is a this is a school with a heart. Henderson State University, but you know, when you get down towards the Cattle Valley, you know, you you can feel the. For me, I can't speak for nobody else, but for me, I can feel the vibe. And um, in the military, I can definitely feel the vibe of some some uh, soldiers and leaders who um, have have that, I guess, stigma to them from where they came from, and they bring into the military. You know, so it's everywhere. But at the end of the day, uh, Marcus Bush got to do what Marcus Bush got to do. And I just want to make sure I do it yeah, in such a way to where, like, I can, you know, I can, I can, I can move forward. You, you know, you, know? you say it takes a That's village my spiel. to raise a kid, right? And, and, and back in the day, yeah, I agree with you, bro. But everybody's mm-hmm. trying to make it. You know, with minimum wage and trying to fight as uh, the cost of living goes up, you know, so who can you really, even the weirdos out here in the world, who can you really trust to help raise your children? Right. You're right. And I, I can speak on that trust part because my, my oldest son came to us one day about, you know, trying to do some type of program to make himself successful because of something he's seen off of YouTube. So, mm-hmm. you know, like you said, uh, Brother Moore, you know, the in the, the phones and the TVs are pretty much raising our children. And, you know, all the things, mm-hmm. even though I can teach them, hey, this or that, this is how you got to do to get yourself right. started, to lay your foundation, you know, they're still going to go to that media to get even more information and it's gonna change their mind about things. Yeah, you know? I agree. Even even their friends, you know, their friends are a major influence because right. they don't want to hear parents' info as if we ain't been living on earth over twenty something years. You know, <laughs> they're gonna go over their friends. They're gonna they're gonna listen to their friends and their peers because they wanna fit in. Everything's about fitting in. And it's always been like that, the trend. You know what I mean? To fit in and be cool and be successful. But the morals have went out the door. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, like my 16-year-old, he came to me and told me he wanted to be a real estate agent. I asked him, how are you going to get there? See, they they see 
what's on the media. Oh, you can be this rich if you be this type of person. But that mm-hmm. person ain't telling you how they got there completely. How are you going to get there? Where are you going to start it? Hmm. No answer. That lets me know that you don't know. So at some point, we have to still dig in and give them that foundation of information. But are they going to have enough time on their hands to soak what we teach in? Because we're not having enough time on our hands to teach them that. Well, we're, we're not. You know, it's, it's definitely hard for military members or families of two incomes. Because, you know, us, we work long hours, we deploy. And, you know, I always, when I get my son, I always try to preach 13. And I tell him at five years, you'll be practically in the, in the, in the, in the world's eyes at 18, you're a grown man. Yep. You're, you're, you're a legal adult at 18. And I try to instill and do everything that I can to factor in him so he can learn. But sometimes, you know, a hard head make a soft ass, especially as men. True. You know, and he, he gonna have to learn the hard way. We can guide him. You can lead the. It's just like soldiers. You you can lead them to the water, but if they ain't gonna drink it, they just not gonna drink it. That's true. They, they'll dehydrate before they drink it. I hear that, Albert. What, <laughs> what's your thoughts on that, Albert? Uh, so I I can kind of agree completely with Eric. Like, so I my my boys right are older. They're actually grown men technically right so i got a 21 year old son and a 19 year old son and so their friends do play a major influence right people the outside so at home is where we lay the 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 strong moral foundation right so that's where they get their their strong values and morals is in the household and and you just hope for the best after that because once they hit that certain age 18 19 20 they think they know everything. They think they got all the answers. And they're just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of hard. So then they're out there with their friends. And it, that, those, to me, those, those are the crucial years in a, in a, in a person's life that will determine how successful you, they I are. I definitely like, agree. Yeah. Yeah, low key. <laughs> um, so, so, bros, uh, we coming up to, to uh, like, a real good time in, in, in life, right? To where, you know, everybody's doing doing their thing, man, just living life. What are what are some some final thoughts about, you know, um that you want to give out to, you know, the listeners? Cause I'm telling you, as soon as this episode is done, y'all gonna get the episode and y'all can push it out to your people that you love. Um, what are some final thoughts that uh you want to give to the to the listeners on just uh on just regenerating old mindsets anything that you want to give to the people we'll start with uh albert uh so just final thoughts right just treat people the way you want to be treated honestly it's that easy it really is we've all heard it forever mm-hmm. just be kind to people People will be kind to you. And if they're not, mm. they're not worth your energy. Mm. Really? Okay. That hit me. That hit, that, that, hit, that hit me a little deep. I like that. <laughs> All right. What about you, uh, Kenny? My final thoughts, you know, 
It's almost like, you know, learning how to write an essay. You should end it like you started it. And that's love. Final thoughts that if we if we can teach, you know, each other how to love, show each other how to love, it'll be a lot easier. Yes, you're gonna have individuals who hate. It life is like that, period. Life is that way. Everybody ain't gonna be on the same path. There are so many different roles, but the goal is to try to get as many people as possible to be on the same path. And if we all on the same path, we know that we can get along better. Okay. Okay. I respect it. I respect it. What about you, Eric? Uh, my final thoughts to the listeners is, you know, pray to God for all answers. Yeah. At the end That's of the real. day, he's the only one that can answer everything. Okay. Pray to God for all answers, man. I respect that too, man. I respect that too. Um, my final thoughts is this. Ain't got nothing to do with the topic, but it got everything to do with y'all. Um, I appreciate y'all for for uh, giving up your time and your thoughts and your energy, man, just to, you know, come on this little platform of mine and, you know, sharing your thoughts and sharing your experiences with race and manhood and fatherhood and marriage and all the all these good topics that we've kind of like um, just kind of so I mean we talked about racism but we we did more than just talk about racism we just talked about life and um, I appreciate y'all from the bottom of my heart just coming on and man just speaking your truth or having your truth look like so that's my final thought for, for tonight uh, just appreciate y'all we we got to a little rocky start but we we uh it's like a C one thirty, you know how the things take off. <laughs> you know how C one thirty take off. So it, it's gonna be a rough rough takeoff, man, but it's gonna level out, man. And um I I appreciate all of y'all, man, just for coming on and, and just sharing. Much love and I love all of you brothers, man, for real. Hey, likewise, I, I do appreciate you having me on. I've been wanting to get on one of your podcasts. Uh, I'm truly honored to be on this episode. Uh, I do love y'all like family. If y'all need anything at all, let me How know. About, I wash and move again. What? <laughs> hey, bro, I, I appreciate you for having me on. You know, since the beginning of this, I've been waiting to get on one. And it's just my warm up for, you know, what's coming up next. Man, I can't wait, dude. <laughs> you just let me know. I'm going to be your first subscriber, man. I promise you. I'll be your first subscriber. Man. Um, so, as soon as we uh, get off, I appreciate you, man. Expect a call from me here after this, man, just to talk with you more in depth. But uh, once this comes out, I'm going to uh, push it to y'all, man, and so y'all can listen to it and y'all get some more perspective out of your own voice. Because I think one thing that's important um, sometimes we, you know, sometimes we have to listen to ourselves talk, right? <laughs> you know, and that's how we grow, you know. And so it'll be here for you too. So I appreciate you, brothers, man. I love you. Y'all stay safe, all right? And love to all y'all. You too, bro. All right. All right.